remember it news that the Z Flip 5 would house a larger exterior screen size than the Find N2 Flip? Yes. Yeah, we did hear rumors about that. Yeah, which which that one came out to like 3.2 inches. Mm-hmm. Now with recent reports from leading display analyst Ross Young, the fifth generation Z Flip is expected to ship with a 3.4 inch exterior display. Um, okay. And, you know, we, we've had some rumors alluding to the fact that the Z Flip will have a bigger screen than the Find N2 Flip. Uh, but now that Ross has chimed in, it's kind of sounds like that's not anything too much to brag about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a 6% increase. It's only, you know, 0.2 inches. Yeah. Um, but I guess the thing to keep in mind for us enthusiasts is that that's actually a 44% increase over its predecessor. So, yeah, I would say that that's good. I, I feel like. It's almost as if Samsung is just barely making the cusp of we have the biggest exterior screen of any flip. Um, I almost wonder, and this is just speculation, of course, but I almost wonder if they weren't going to change the exterior display. And once I heard about the N-Find 2, they were like, okay, we got to make this a little bit bigger now um, than it was before. Yeah, I, I, we, we kind of talked about that. Yeah, and I was kind of curious about that myself. But, I mean, with it only being like 0.2 inches bigger, it makes me wonder if it was just part of what they were already going to do. It's a coincidence, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and I, I think in the end factor that most concerns, you know, both you and I, um, is that as we're analyzing this news, is, is what kind of software interface should we expect from Samsung? And, you know, will it be similar to Oppo? Um, you know, what they've thrown together mm-hmm. or will it be something a little bit more full-fledged that we've kind of seen from Moto's Razor? I think to copy off of Oppo is to... Well, I wouldn't say copy, but I mean, well, I is mean, it going to be something too simplistic? Even just similarly do it, but it doesn't matter because if it's going to be like that, I feel like it's just another one of those things where if you want to be on top, you need to get past just six widgets you need to have features where you can actually use like google or you know maybe if you want to you know play some games although that's kind of a another separate kind of thing but just being able to use your phone on the outside is the same you would be able to use on the inside and that's something that i, I mean, think yeah with some realistic with. limitations but yeah no, I yeah think, yeah yeah so i i, I don't know well, well we're i mean i'm excited about this in a certain the funny thing was, is, is he originally came out with a tweet earlier today that it was going to be 3.8. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the actual film screen that goes over the exterior. So it's not the actual display size. Uh, the actual display is evidently 3.4 inches. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, he also noted that the panel shipments should start shipping in May and that production of the Z Flip as well as the Z Fold 5 uh, take place around June. Okay. Uh, now, real quick, uh, before I let you get on, a um, couple of other things I did want to mention. One is that I will be on vacation next week, so we will not be uploading episode 15 until the 25th of this month. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I wanted to throw out there was it wasn't really anything you know groundbreaking, but for all you Apple fans, we do have some fully put together images um of the iphone 15 pro that we'll post in the link down below yes um so feel free to check that out they pretty much mirror the cad renders that we've seen but these are fully produced images um from some other sources that gives a better idea of what to expect come uh september so but with that uh riley mentioned before the show that he had a topic about a bathroom and the apple store yes 
So with that, I'll let you give us some insight on this next item. Yes, this is one of those uh, pieces of news where it's just kind of out there. It's kind of outside our like tech uh, sort of thing, but it is still interesting to keep in mind. Uh, this past week, we got some news that some thieves actually broke into an Apple store and stole about $500,000 worth of Apple products. On March 26th, after about 7 p.m., thieves entered the Alderwood Mall in Linwood, Washington. They then walked into a store called Seattle Coffee Gear and cut a hole in the bathroom. Keep in mind that there there were no employees in the store, obviously, because it was after hours. Not only this, but they never triggered any of the alarms as well, which means this was a very meticulously laid out plan. And many are even going as far as to say that that someone had blueprints to the mall because they didn't even break through any pipes. Um, the article states that the wow. thieves stole 436 iPhones and a number of iPads and watches. And to make matters slightly worse, the damage that was caused is costing the store $1,500 in repairs. No one was even aware of the incident until the following morning. That is, uh, man, I don't know if I should say this live, but I feel like that's impressive. <laughs> it is really I mean, impressive. It's kind of <laughs> stupid because, I mean, stealing Apple products nowadays is, is pretty much null and void. I and mean, there's nothing you can do about it because yeah. Apple's going to disable those serial numbers. But uh, the fact that they actually did it that way is, is pretty cool, in my opinion. <laughs> I know. it's it. I mean, when I first um, read the article, I immediately thought of um, National Treasure when they're going in to get the Declaration yeah. of Independence. Um, yeah, it's, it's honestly ridiculous. And honestly, it, while it was a very good plan, I don't know why people steal products from a store when they should already be aware of the fact that they can be tracked via the devices themselves. Um, matter of fact, there's actually another story out in California where a dude stole a young lady's $3,000 bike while she was at work. Um, thankfully she had an air tag hidden in the bike and the father and her were able to track down the guy that stole it. Um, the interaction was odd. The dad told reporters about the confrontation he had with the thief. Quote, the dude just stood there with a look on his face. Like, I've never seen anyone with that look. I think the look was shock. Like, how did you get my location? <laughs> it's crazy how far people go with this kind of stuff. I mean, not just Apple products, wow. but just generally. It's it's insane. Was that like a custom bike or what kind of bike was it? It was an e-bike. So it was, it was, oh, yeah, okay. that's why it's 3000 like $3, and it was, a, it's okay, a smaller okay. bike too, but yeah, it's, okay. I yeah, gotcha. that $25 yeah, that air tag saved a $3,000 bike. It's, it's pretty good yeah, that is on clutch right there. Wow. So. so I'm guessing she uses that for work then. Yep. Yeah. She was actually okay, at yeah. work and it was stolen. And I think I read something about the fact that she actually took out the battery or something. Although that may have been another part of the, the whole story or whatever oh, but okay even then the guy stole it so that is <laughs> it's insane man, man. the stories of that that surface around here is pretty interesting <laughs> it is though yeah so oh, man you got one with bathroom hacking i mean <laughs> bathroom i guess in, you know retrospect those uh those uh thieves are probably thinking that was a crappy idea no pun intended but uh, <laughs> now uh, they are yeah <laughs> so back on april 4th Back on April 4th, uh, OnePlus had had a launch event, um, if that's what you want to call it. I watched that one, and it was one of those other really weird events from OnePlus. So mm-hmm. if, if you want to watch it, you can. I don't really think it's anything worth repeating. But um, 
They had it for the uh, Nord CE3 Lite, uh, a model that was only limited to the UK and European market, which is, I guess, soon to come to Asia as well. Uh, the price in those regions runs about 360 to 370 But now we're hearing reports that are sourced from the coding uh, that we should expect to see a successor to the Nord 20 here in the US. Mm. Uh, that model has a price tag of about $300 currently. And the successor should be some form of the CE3 Lite, um, but referred to as the N30 for us Westerners. Um, so uh, we don't really have any news as far as what the price is going to be, if it'll be higher or lower. Um, I don't really think it's extremely impressive. I, you know, I believe it has a 108 megapixel sensor and it's got some you know, fast charging and stuff like that typical, you know, low budget range um, specs for, for a OnePlus device, which they try to keep it competitive. But yeah, uh, I'm not really sure if you're looking forward to something in the budget range um, from OnePlus. No, not really. I'm actually going to go ahead and um, order the uh, OnePlus 11 to test it out. But uh, I was just thinking when you said that the 100 megapixels, it's not exactly standard, uh, industry standard anymore. And that's kind of crazy to think because like five, six years ago, if you heard 108 megapixels on the back of a phone, you'd be pretty amazed. But now that's just like, that's history, man. Like 200 is now like the biggest standard. Yeah, I, I think when it's the other thing that you have to keep in mind is at least for us enthusiasts, when you hear the, the you know, a size of 108 megapixels, on a $300 phone, it's, it doesn't really impress you. It's the idea that, okay, I know that this is going to be like, you know, a high megapixel sensor, but what's the quality going to be like? I mean, we know there's certain specifications and yeah. stuff, but you and I both know that, you know, sensors need to have a lot more than just the megapixels. To it needs to have a bigger really sensor itself. So... Yeah, bigger yeah. sensor, and there's other you know specifications that go into that you know so f as far as the microns and um, the aperture, etc. So, but um, on a quick note regarding OnePlus, we do have a time frame for when we will see the price for their OnePlus Pad uh, to be revealed. Okay, uh, which will be April 25th on the 8th of May. Um, and one thing to add is that currently, with a $100 deposit on the Pad, uh, you'll be eligible to receive their magnet keyboard which is valued at $150 or a white stylus, or I guess they call it a stylo, um, with your purchase once the final payment has been made uh, by April 28th. So um, we're getting news. I'm, I, th I think you're more excited about this one than I am. But uh... <laughs> Well, at the time, I was more impressed by that than the phone. However, as we're seeing now, I think the OnePlus 11 kind of sticks out on top. Uh, as far as that, but I was yeah, actually pretty impressed. More, yeah. yeah, I actually was impressed by the the tab just based on the specs and um, you know everything about it. I'm, yeah, now I'm kind of, I'm not super excited, but I'm still like, okay, this is this can be cool intrigued. to be released. Yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued. So, um, Katie Cotton, who is known for being Apple's PR when Steve Jobs was with us, passed away April 6th of this year. After having retired for nine years and after having worked for 20 years for the company, her passing has caused uh, much distraught in the community as she was a key partner with Jobs. Um, I unfortunately never knew about her up until now, but I'm sure that family and friends and many others are growing, going through a lot of grief uh, at this time. Mm. And I think the article went on to say that Jobs, and most people would know her by this, uh, actually trusted her with a lot of uh, her decisions. 
uh, which just shows how much she was actually respected. Wow. So yeah, that's unfortunate. How, how old was she? Um, yeah, I think she's she died at fifty six or fifty seven. Um, I don't think it's clear as to what her birth date is because I looked everywhere and I don't think there's actually a date. But yeah, it's, they probably don't give anything about why what caused her death or what she was going through. Yeah, I think uh, there were a couple of sites saying that she she had died from a, a long illness that she had, although I don't think it's uh, out as what okay. the illness is. So Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I mean, if you work that closely with a CEO, then, you know, definitely highly respected. And I, mean, I know. It doesn't really matter. I mean, regardless of who it is, it's unfortunate to hear of a passing. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, something real quick I wanted to uh, direct some attention to was some news concerning Nokia. Uh, now, don't worry, this has nothing to do with the Lunar Network from last week, but um, okay. the rumor is for the smartphone called the Magic Max. I have never even heard of it, and it just came up. Never heard of it either. It's a bit interesting as it takes on likeness of pretty much any given iPhone Pro. I suppose you could say anywhere between the 12 and the 14 Pros, but um, okay. and it's kind of mixed between some conceptual designs that we've seen from other iPhone leaks uh, that never really made it to the final product. It's like it. I mean, aside from the, I guess it's like a um, light sensor at the bottom of the right camera. Okay, it's I was wondering what that like was. Pace it's for pace, pretty the, much. Like the other than Pro. the indention. Oh nope, never mind. <clears throat> yep, it's because of that screen right there. It's, that... Got, it's got a lot right there. So I was just like, that is so crazy. Like, how did they get away with that? But it's. I, I mean, uh, it's only expected to come to India, but I had to bring Good. it up. You don't want it. <laughs> don't want it. I'm sorry. That's just the, yeah, the green is killing me right now. Like that is straight up. Like it's. So, it reminds me of like gum or something. I just either that or like it's literally the green. Hulk green. Like it's. Oh, it's horrible. Okay. Yeah. Well, if if you guys are interested, at least you guys can check it out in the description. I mean, it's it's nothing super amazing. Uh, yeah, it's got that you know little display in the back, but um. Don't you have to worry. Like I said, it's not coming to us. I think it's only supposed to be like $400 when you convert it from uh, rupees. I think uh, it should be that yeah. much. <laughs> take it away, Riley. For fellow Apple users who have older phones, uh, take this with a grain of salt. But there is a rumor stating that if you have a phone running iOS 11.2.6 or earlier, a watch running watchOS 4.2.3 or earlier, a Mac running Mac OS 10.13.3 or earlier, or an Apple TV running tvOS 11.2.6 or earlier, uh, you may have to consider upgrading to a new device. According to a user, Stella Fudge, coming this May, Apple will no longer allow... Sorry. Apple will no longer allow users to utilize FaceTime, iMessage, and Maps, and many others. Uh, this is a rumor again, so we don't know for sure if this will come to fruition, but if you are the least bit concerned about this, you can find many older models that still support updates past the ones that I mentioned uh, for fairly cheap. Uh, still a bit of annoyance, yeah. but I'm sure many would figure that this day would come for Apple. So, yeah, I mean, they, they can't keep on supporting them forever. I mean, just, yeah, you know, there's a lot of server. I think uh, I think I read some model articles about that that were indicating um, a lot of it might have to do with the updates from iOS 17 and watch OS 10. Um, that are implementing some bigger, um, better features and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and they just need to drop services for those older devices. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's not a surprise to me. It's probably an unfortunate thing that, you know, came along for those of you guys who are using those older devices. Um, I don't really know. If, I don't really have offhand which devices go up to that as a Mac uh, OS from, I think you had four different platforms mm-hmm. there. Yep. But, um, yeah, so it is what it is. Um, but with some happy news, we'll move on to deals. Um we have the Samsung Z Fold 4 512 gigabyte variant with a $400 discount down from 1920 to uh, 1520. Hmm. So, bit of a decent deal there. I don't think there's any trading involved on that one. I believe that's unlocked as well. So, uh, we have a deal on Amazon with the uh, Samsung 980 Pro two terabytes uh, SSD. Uh, this is a massive 61% discount, going from $379 to 144 dollars and 99 cents which is outstanding honestly especially considering most um ssds that are like one or two terabytes in general they're pretty expensive and this for samsung this is a, ma- a massive deal so wow that's crazy because that's like uh 235 dollars i think is what that is that's insane for two terabit that's that's a really good deal in my in my opinion i mean i'm sure there's that's probably because there's a um a newer model that's been released or something. Yeah, most likely. Um, And then we also have a Logitech MX Keys Mini uh, down $40 from $110 to $70. So um, I actually own the full-size MX Keys, and the Mini is looks it's nice and compact. I like the way they they kept the shape and everything. So Yeah, no, I've I've heard of the um, MX Keys before. I think I've actually seen a few of those on some stores, and I've actually grown to like them a lot. So... Yep. Uh, YouTube has now rolled out some new features for premium users, uh, most of which people such as myself have already been using since normally premium members get early access to test um, what they put out. Um, but I'll just go ahead yeah. and list them here. So Android phone and tablet users have gained a new video queuing feature. Uh, premium members can utilize the continue watching feature to pick up where they left off. Uh, and enhanced bitrate 1080p HD video awaits premium users on iOS. I have used this before. Obviously, it's one of those things where they've allowed uh, early access. And um, I don't really think I've noticed a major change, maybe a slight, a uh, little bit better quality, but that's about it. Um, by the way, if you're viewing YouTube on the web, you can still use the queuing feature that I just mentioned, even if you don't have premium. Uh, okay, so it's only a mobile thing for premium users. Yes. Uh, YouTube okay. has now repeated its Watch YouTube Together feature on Android through Meet Live Sharing for premium members. Subscribers can host Google Meet sessions with members of free-tier users to watch videos together. Now they are planning to bring this to FaceTime users via SharePlay in the coming weeks. Um, oh, that's cool. So that's, that's about the gist of every new thing with YouTube. Uh, so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think that's like anything that maybe would affect me, but I mean, they're trying to yeah, the, implement some nicer features and stuff like that. So I think the one thing that I'm most excited is that being able to um, watch YouTube videos together on SharePlay. SharePlay. Yeah, yeah. just because yeah. they, they had a plugin on Chrome where you could actually utilize that. And I think they even had a plugin for Netflix as well. But now you can actually just you'll be able to just do it via iOS, which is great. So, yeah, yeah. Well, a few episodes back, we discussed the idea that Apple might launch a HomePod with a screen on the front of the unit, mm-hmm. uh, something that we expect to come sometime in the fall next year, possibly. 
however, articles are now resurfacing news around patents that Apple submitted back in 2021. Uh, these patents are in regards to Apple's idea of creating an AirPods case that pretty much envelops the likes of a sixth, maybe seventh generation iPod Nano, uh, giving okay. users the ability to have access to media and AirPods settings. Um, as well, we've actually heard rumors that um, they might even have like gestures where if you like squeeze the case, it'll actually control like the noise cancellation, which wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Kind of interesting <laughs> if that comes through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, as has kind of been the underlying statement in all of Apple's patents, many of them never even hit the market. They're just kind of simply submitted with the hope yeah. that, well, you know, if Apple does decide to do something, they can retain the royalties over a decent t- time period. So, yeah, that is true. I, I did hear about that actually. Um, and I honestly prefer that over the HomePod generally speaking, because yeah. while a screen on a HomePod would be particularly nice, uh, I, I think I even even discussed there was one... Who was the company that actually did a screen on their speaker? Was it Huawei or...? Um, I don't know. I don't remember that part. Maybe I, maybe I missed I miss heard something, but um, regardless... Might have been. I don't know. Yeah, regardless, um, I really prefer that on the AirPod case, just because it is kind of reminiscent of that Nano. Um, I think yes. I actually used a Nano for a little while um, back in the day, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was small, compact, you know, controls were really nice. Um, yeah. And even adding those gestures, like you said, just really adds to the experience of that, because number one, you don't have to you pull out your phone all the time to right. change a song, yep. although you can do that with your AirPods, generally speaking, but... Um, yeah, the gestures. Yeah, yeah. but uh, to have that there is just, it's pretty dandy. And I think as well, they could definitely make it to where you would have battery efficiency with that. Uh, it'll be a difficult thing to do, but. You mean like accessing like a low power mode or something? Yeah, on the AirPods okay. or something like that. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how that, I don't know how that would like that put put that into effect, like maybe turning the screen off sooner or something like that, or the brightness. I think I mean, maybe in the end you'd still want the audio quality to be really good. <laughs> I like how, because um, as we've been talking about before, I've, I've been using a OnePlus, and uh, one thing I noticed is sometimes when I cover my hand over the top, the screen turns off, and it's like, hey, it's in your pocket. It senses. Yes, pocket so what if you know Apple did that with AirPods? Like it senses in your pocket, and the screen turns off or something like that. You know, I think there's right. workarounds you could do to make sure that battery efficiency is a key component because once you add a screen onto that. It's gonna drain more battery than normal, so. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, um, kind of a concern that I had as well. Um, and like you're saying, I'm I've actually looked for more forward to this because it's uh, yes, it's a nostalgia. It's kind of a kickback to mm-hmm. you know an old reminiscent model that Apple used to make. But for me, it's also just the fact that it's portable. You know, it's yeah, not just something that's exactly. sitting on your desk and you're only gonna interact with it so often. I use my AirPods almost every single day. So to have that something on the case where you can access settings and stuff like that and maybe even have some limited access to maybe apps or notifications possibly. Yeah. This is kind of absolutely spitballing here because we don't know for sure. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would definitely welcome that way. I I was the one who said I wasn't even in favor of having a HomePod with, um, you know, a screen on the front of the speaker. It yeah. just didn't make any sense to yep. me. But um, I mean, I can see some people saying, oh, I, I would like to have that, but... 
I don't know. I feel like they're already expensive enough. I don't need to have more. You don't really need to have a screen. <laughs> and I, yeah, I feel like I kind of changed my views on that. I feel like your iPhone that. is the screen. So I know. Like, and it's like, when are you really going to use a screen on a HomePod? You don't normally touch it. You only touch it for the controls on the top normally. And you can ask Siri right. to do certain things anyway. So I feel like technically, uh, while a screen, you know, is innovative for sure. I'm not denying that. I just think it's kind of useless at certain points. Um, just because it's already exactly in there. So, like you were saying, yeah, you could ask Siri to pause the music. Yeah, you could pull out your phone. There's just I don't. You could know. be more lazy in your life. You know, right, right. <laughs> well, and then there's just the idea that like if it you know drops, you only have to worry about the speaker being harmed. Now you'd have to worry about the screen, you know, being destroyed. Yeah, as well and I think that's something that could pertain to the AirPods as well. You know, maybe I'll have to get a screen protector on that one. But at least it's not as impactful. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. But I mean, it's a smaller screen. Yeah, it's not as the mass isn't as huge. So the gravity's not going to break it when it hits the ground. So right. There's no, there's less weight. Correct. Yeah. But no, that's yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that if that comes to fruition. So um, now it is worth noting that even though this idea is pretty cool and, you know, there's still a chance we could see something like this from Apple. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily something that hasn't been done elsewhere. Um, JBL actually had their own set of earbuds um, linked with a case that provides touch controls on the housing, um, even though they're a bit limited compared to what we're kind of talking about here and what we would think to expect from Apple. Hmm. Okay. Um, matter of fact, these ones from JBL aren't even out yet. I think on the website, they're still coming soon, um, which we can, we'll throw a link down in the description for you guys to check that out in case you're curious. Um but these patents imply that you could do a decent amount of commands and access settings for a better overall user experience. Um, now, whether or not the controls simply act as a repeater interface relaying back to the iPhone of what's being currently played is unknown, kind mm-hmm. of what we were talking about. Um, personally, I think it would be possible to even store maybe some songs on the AirPod case. It's kind of up in yeah, the air. Yeah, that's I mean, possible. It's, I don't. I don't see them like. I wouldn't think they would like charge a lot. You know, just add a little bit of storage. I'm not talking you need to add like 32 gigs onto an AirPods case. No, because it's music. It's it's very exactly. small storage. So, anyway, but so. I mean, it's the idea that like maybe if you just want to go for a jog or run, you know, Apple would already put out some of your favorites. Yeah, um, I like that actually. I guess I guess the only thought pat- pattern in that is, is most people are kind of reluctant to leave their phone home anyway. So. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of one of those. I'm sure it's probably something they've been thinking about if, if they've been uh, toying around with the idea of doing this. Yeah. So for sure. But um, nothing else is really noted, and no estimated dates are even in the rumor mill, um, at least as of this recording. But um, yeah, I am personally interested to see if if this will actually go through, yeah. and uh, more importantly, what could be the potential expectation of a price point. Uh, if these do arise, as the current uh, AirPods Pro 2 sell for a non-discounted price of 250 mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I kind of, I would kind of hope that they would actually throw this on the main base models, like the regular AirPods versus the Pros to start off with at least. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would also agree that to the extent of if they did that, I feel like that would actually bring more people into, I mean, I guess it depends on which one you get more uh, revenue from. And I think, Originally, most yeah. likely, I think that's probably the pros. Although I could be off base. It's hard to say. I mean, when you look on like Best Buy or your um, Amazon or something like that, you get a lot of reviews and stuff for the actual base AirPods. Yeah. So 
Okay. I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that they sell more, but yeah, like you're saying, the revenue, it, it all depends on the money. Yeah. So if you, um, but even at that, I think, yeah, the base ones to kind of test it out, see how the consumers feel about it, how users are interacting with it. Um, yeah, I think that the base model is probably where that needs to go to first start out. Yeah. And I would probably imagine this, if they do that, then that would probably put them on the four. Cause I know they said they weren't going to retrofit the threes with the USB-C. And mm. my guess is that this touchscreen housing is probably going to come with the USB-C, which means they'll probably wait for the four or the AirPods Pro threes. Which, um, so. Well, which makes sense, actually, if you think about it, because if they are going to add a screen, like I said, with battery efficiency, they're probably going to make it a bigger battery, which means you'll need to charge it faster, which means USB-C yeah. needs to be a part of yeah. that. Yeah, that, that's some truth to that. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, before we actually close out this episode, we did have a couple of bonus items that came through while we were recording this. Um, the first of is iOS 16.5 beta 2 released today. Yep. And have you seen any updates on that or you just noticed it was released? I, uh, Aaron tweeted it. I didn't really look into it a whole okay, lot. Well, I don't know if you caught any of the, the additional tweets or anything like that, but I think you'll love this because... Now people are reporting that you can update without the requirement of needing 50% battery life or more. Praise God. If you're not watching Riley because we're on FaceTime, he is pretty much at a major relief right now. (laughs) I am in utopia right now after how many years of us not being able to update before 50%. Finally. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they're saying that it's uh, it's all the way down to 20%. 20% okay. Is the, the, I'd say the, that's, um, line. that's good. Yeah. And I mean, the thing that I was kind of thinking of, and I'll, I'll reiterate this again because this was quite a few episodes ago. The concern that I have is just um, I feel like they still need to have like an AI going in and seeing, okay, what's the battery health? Because yeah, I still feel like there that is a concern a about 20%. Back. So they need to kind of, I feel like they need to actually, you know, um, smart program or, or uh, assess how that works with the battery. Because every phone is going to be different. Especially if you got like an older device, like a 10 or 11, right. that exactly. the battery has been used so much that the actual capacity has lowered down to like in the 80s. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think well, especially AI also nice. the 8s, because th- the iPhone 8s have had like horrible battery because they heat up and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to hear about this because I was like, oh, yes, that's great because I hate having to like plug in my phone, wait for it to get there and then finally run the update. So I know that's but, great. Um, yep. The other bonus item that we had here for today was um, the NFL Sunday ticket pricing has finally been unveiled. So oh, good. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're like really excited about that, but for I YouTube TV members. Oh, you are. OK. The. uh with the base plan, um, the add-on is available during a pre-sale um, before June 6th, which costs $250 for the NFL Sunday ticket for one season. Okay. Um, and then if you're a non-member, so if you're not subscribed to YouTube TV, that goes up to $350 before June 6th. After that, it goes all the way up to $450. Okay. Regardless of whether, yeah, regardless of whether you're uh, a member or not, so I'm not sure what you think about that pricing. I I was um, uh, we we actually talk about this quite a bit with our dad, and he was he had saw, seen some rumors that it was going to be around like three hundred dollars. I was a little skeptical about that because 
you got Google and you got the NFL. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot more expensive than 300, but I mean, it was, I mean, it was 350, but then it went up to 450. So I don't know if you feel like that's just justifying what's being offered or probably, I think how much was, um, was it direct TV? They had it before, right? Yeah, I don't remember the charge? pricing for that because I never really... Uh, last time I subscribed to a Sunday ticket was before I got married. So that okay. was like seven years ago. Yeah, so it's probably increased quite a bit then. So It probably has increased I, some. Um, I think that's worth it, especially if you're able to like, you know, multiple people can access it at the same time um, on the same account. I assume you can do that, right? On the same account, yeah. So with the way is as long as it works, because this is if you're gonna just do it for a, a prime channel on YouTube, the it, it should reflect YouTube TV settings, so you can have up to three devices outside of your home network active okay. at the same time. Yeah. Um, there is a 4K add-on. If you subscribe to that, that'll allow you to have, which I think you need to have the base plan for that one though. That'll allow you to have up to. I think like five devices at once inside your home, five or six. And then that, you know, that that's on top of the six or the three outside of your uh, home. Yeah. Well, if you, if I understand you correctly, you said that if you already had YouTube TV, it would cost less like what, 230. Yeah. If you are already for existing subscribers, um, it'll cost you 250. Is that so if you subscribe now, it won't count. That I'm not sure. I didn't really test that out. I'm assuming there probably is something to that stipulation where probably they check to make sure you're subscribed like by February or March or something okay. like that. Yeah. So um, obviously, you know, you listeners can play around and toy around with that and see if that actually works. Just know that you're probably going to spend like $73 to test it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then they also have the bundle for the Red Zone, uh, which is 289 for members and... That goes up to three hundred and eighty nine or three ninety after June sixth, and then that's three ninety for non members, which goes up to four ninety after June sixth. So I we didn't really talk about that. I already messaged uh, Dad about this. We didn't really talk about Red Zone. I don't know if you're a really big fan of Red Zone because you could have all the highlight plays on live. I'm not a huge fan of Red Zone. I like to just focus on one or just switch to another multiple plays. It's just maybe you can do it, but it's just crazy for me. But yeah, that's that's still pretty cool though. Yeah, I mean, you get the the tile thing going on with there's multiple screens, but I think they also have just the regular where it's they're monitoring every single game and they take you to different games of highlight play oh. that are about to happen okay. if you're in the red zone, which is well why it's called red zone. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so for all of you guys ready for um, the 2023 season, um, we're definitely excited to um, get going on that in the fall. Um, but yeah that'll close it out for this week's episode Uh, just another reminder we don't have one coming up next week but we will be back the following week for more news and rumors this is JD and Riley signing off peace out peace out